Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is LA. Welcome back. Gifts. This isn't Christmas time. But every Sunday in most evangelical churches, Christian churches, you're going to find mention of a gift, of a gift. Now, the mention is usually the gift of God, salvation. And you will hear that gift referred to as free, as a free gift. Now, I'm going to play semantics a little bit. Most of the time I don't do that because it, because it makes people crazy. But let's examine the biblical term, free gift. All right. Now, Romans... 5.15, that verse, talks about the gift of God in salvation. It says, But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man Jesus Christ abounded for many. Now, that's phrased kind of kind of crazy, but the thought is this. The gift that God gives is so much more like the trust is so much more above the trespass. The trespass being sin. That's another word for sin. For one man's trespass, talking about Adam, one man's sin blew it, condemned the world. But the grace of God, and it says the free gift by grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many, which means took care of everybody. All right, and it is phrased kind of wild, though. You know, here's the thing, and this is the interesting part to me. In this, and this is the English Standard Version, it has the free gift. The word "free" is not there in Greek. All right, it's not there. So. Immediately, when I say that, my evangelical colleagues, friends, Seth, fellow preachers and Christians are going, what are you you getting at? What are you getting at? It's a gift. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. Okay, yes and no. And let me me kind of explain. So I'm going to look at it from, from kind of this way. It doesn't say free, it says gift. Now, it is free. 
in the sense that the person receiving the gift does not and cannot ever earn it. You can't earn it. You can't do work to get it. And you can't do work or earn anything to keep it. But it's not free. The reason I say that is because there's no such thing as a free gift. From this perspective, someone had to pay for it. At Christmas, when gifts are given, the gift is free to the one who receives it. But the one who gives the gift had to buy it, and it cost them. It cost God his son cost his son his life. So, it's not free in the sense that it has no cost. Now, here's the kicker. On the other side, when someone gets the gift, you're expected to do something with it. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you give a gift to somebody, you would like to feel like they appreciate it. In other words, the one giving the gift would like to think, hey, they really like this gift and it's super important. All right. So if you give a gift to somebody and it costs you a lot, I mean, let's just say you had to work like a month to save up enough money to get one person that you care a lot about a gift and you give them the gift and they go ah throw in the back seat of their car and leave it or they accidentally drop it and then they step on it you know or you find out oh they gave it away to somebody else now these things hurt the giver's feelings Right. And it's a stretch sometimes to say, but God describes himself as an emotional being. He says he loves, he says he's jealous, he he does these things because he's a passionate God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is a passionate God. And he cares. And he infinitely cares about the infinite gift that he gives. So here's the deal. If you get the gift, and you say you have the gift, and you don't really act like you appreciate it at all, then exactly what relationship change during the gift giving, right? Because a gift is given for a reason. A gift is given for a reason. Even if, let's say, a billionaire says, man, I'd just like to, make, I'd just like to help some people. Well, there's a reason. They, in, in their hearts, want, want to help people because it does something for them inside. 
Well, it does something for God, but to to offer this fantastic gift of salvation. Now, here's the thing. No, the person receiving it doesn't have to work for it, but there's something attached to it because the gift he gives us is adoption. The gift that God gives people is literally a one-time ticket into his family. It's an adoption. And because it's that, it changes the person forever. Because adoptions, in Jesus' day in the Roman times, it was a one-time deal. You couldn't undo it. In Roman law at that time, you adopt somebody, you couldn't undo it. You couldn't undo it. They had to die. You could disown your own natural kid, but once you adopted somebody, you couldn't undo that. It was a one-time situation. And that's the idea that comes through when it says the adoption of sons in the scripture, in the New Testament. So now, when you're brought into this family, into the family of God, what happens? You change. You change, and you're supposed to be different completely. In fact, the the word says, you are a new creature. If you're not a new creature, you didn't get the gift. Now, how do you know you got it? The Holy Spirit inside, it says, confirms that you belong to him. But here's what I got to say. There are people with the idea that on the other side that that you can just I mean they say they accepted Jesus and they took the gift right and and they got the adoption and they got everything that with it and they still you can't tell the difference between what happened before and after um I don't know about that I don't don't know about that. Now, I'm not saying, okay, I'm not one of these people that are like, okay, you're saved and lost and saved and lost and saved and lost and saved and lost. Here's what I'm saying. If you got the gift, you know you've got the gift. And you have an obligation to act like you are adopted. An obligation. So, if you see somebody and they don't act any different, than the world, then maybe they don't have the gift. That's not for us to decide necessarily. But you can say this. 
if someone who is a believer, and that's someone who's got the gift, right? they've taken the gift of salvation and they've got it, if they act like a heathen, God will exact punishment. He will. He says he will. And as someone who has made bad decisions before, that God has reproved, I want to tell you, it's not pretty. Because it's most painful. God, if he cares, reproves his people, his adopted sons and daughters. He is a father. He will discipline them. That's where you got the word disciple, right? Disciple, discipline, disciple, discipline. Yeah. There's a connection. And God will do it. And you will, or that person will, be miserable. Until you repent. And that's what the beauty of it is. is that God is really, really, really quick to forgive. He's so fast to, to forgive if you honestly want it. And he's really slow to take a pound of flesh out of your hide if you're screwing up. He really tries to get you to not mess up if you are. But eventually... It will come. Discipline will come. He will remove a protection from you. And that's when people get, you know, upset. Well, I don't understand why this is happening. If if you look at the book of Judges alone, just read the book of Judges. It will show you, among other things... Literally how God demonstrates his care for his people. For the people that are connected to him. Because they they did backslide and then he they somebody came in, he p- pulled his protection back and then a, a group came in, beat the ever-loving poo out of the Israelites. They, they were miserable. They called to God. He comes in, sends a deliverer, brings them back, you know, and he does it again and again and again. Why? Because God does not have a limit to his forgiveness. Until you're dead. When this mortal coil is gone, your decisions that you make down here are over. They're done. That's why you have to uh, make good decisions for God. Good decisions for your life while you're here. So, think in terms of this. God's gift is a free gift, but it comes with responsibility. It comes with responsibility. 
because it has so much power to change lives and to change our own lives. That God will, if we receive the gift, hold us responsible. And the question is, and this is one you have to answer in your own private chamber, did you get the gift? Because the gift of eternal relationship with the living God through Jesus is there always. Did you get the gift? If you got the gift, what are you doing with it? And if you're doing nothing with it, and you don't feel like you have to, and you're still living like you did whenever before, then you need to ask yourself, did I really accept the gift? Because you will be changed. The people that got the gift are changed. And if they don't know it, I, you know, some people some people have have this thing about, oh yeah, I know the exact moment. Some people don't. But here's the thing that is that is evident that you care what God thinks. You care what the word says. You want to have a closer relationship with him. And if you screw up and you do stuff that the the world, the lost world does, God will discipline you if you don't quit it and repent. And repent means not just, oh, golly, I'm so sorry I got caught. It's, no, I'm really sorry I did that. I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to do everything I can do not to do that sin again. That is repentance. And if I hurt anybody doing this sin... I'm going to go to that person and try to fix it and make it right. If it, and if she, they won't let me, it, that's not necessarily my problem, but I am going to try. So, free gift. There's an old saying, actually I saw it on a bumper sticker. It says, freedom isn't free. In the United States, they use that as a statement that military service men and women had to fight and die to keep this system of freedom going. And guess what? Somebody had to die to keep God's system of freedom going too. And there are responsibilities. Yep, yep, yep. But we get that mixed up. You tell that to, to a, a, a modern evangelical theologian and they start freaking out. Oh, you mean they have, to, they have to do something to keep their salvation? No. They have to act like they have a relationship with God. How about that? Oh, well, they have to do something to earn their salvation. No. But here's the story. Once they're saved, God expects you to act like it. Otherwise, he's going to come and take a piece out of you if you belong to him. If you don't, then you're doomed. Doomed, that is. So, there we go. But with that should, hopefully, it's not meant to be a downer, but more of a situation where enjoy 
the gift that God has, has made available. And he wants us all to have it. He hasn't reserved this gift just for one person. Kings and queens and paupers and beggars, anybody can get this gift. At any level, any age, any moment, as long as you're still breathing on this side of the, of the veil, you can have that gift. And it's there for you. Just got to ask him for it. That's it. That's it. So, with that in mind, I want you Thank to keep you on for listening on. to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.